All right, welcome to old school. God, my favorite show on the planet. All right, uh, Jane Huger, Brett Ehrlich. Look at this, Gary Goldman. Hi, everyone. Woo, da, Thanks for da, having da, me. Da, I should have shaved. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't have to shave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Brett. He's a mess. Okay. I, am. I wouldn't have worn such a fancy <laughs> shirt if I knew you guys were going to. No, I know. We dressed down for this show. It's, it's funny. Like hockey I can I, change. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you look good, brother. Thank you. You do good. look good. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank so, you. Thank you. I feel good. I feel terrific. Good. Well, actually, that's kind of the point of your uh, HBO yes. special. Yes. So it, it's called The Great Depression. Uh, so uh, I want to show you a piece of it uh, real quick, uh, and then I want to talk about how your comic and your last name means to laugh in Turkish. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then get into your depression and whether you cured it or not. Okay. Hold. Right. Okay. Hold. All right. So let's watch a little piece uh, of the special. I grew up at a, at a time the definition of manhood was so narrow. You were either Clint Eastwood or you were Richard Simmons. There was <laughs> nothing in between. There were no Paul Rudds. <laughs> no kind-eyed Mark Ruffalo's. You had to be so hard. And millennials, they're so accepting of each other and they, they feel safe coming out to each other in high school, even junior high. I have to be honest with you, in 1987, I didn't feel safe ordering a Sprite. <laughs> this will sound nuts, but Sprite amongst the men of my community was considered a woman's beverage. Gary, that is so true. So good. Okay, really first of all, I'm, so I'm 49. Are you 50? No. Okay. Why not? <laughs> You I'm like 49. No, I'll tell you why, because I graduated in 88 from high school, and you said 87, so I assumed you were oh. graduating then. No. No, you, so you're you younger just than jumped me. jumped to all kinds of conclusions. Okay. I graduated in 89. Oh, in 89. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, I, good. Like everyone else, you're younger than me. Uh, <laughs> so, but for me, it wasn't Sprite as much as it was Zima. Like, if you oh, own Zima. word. You guys remember Zima? Yeah, yeah, the oh, Zima yes. guy, like, yes. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. If you order yeah. Zima, everybody was, was sure that you were part of that. LGBT community. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. And, they and did it this. meant nothing. Of course it meant nothing. <laughs> How do you gender soft drinks? It's, yeah, it was it was infuriating. And it was so yes. delicious. Yes. yes. I remember in college I thought it was mm. gone and and it just showed up like magically oh. as if the Zima guy reanimated and dropped it on our front porch. <laughs> And I, I opened it and I was like, what heavenly beverage is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, look, uh, I didn't like the taste of beer. Um, and and I, I started drinking when I was 22, so I'm weird in a lot of different ways, okay? Yeah, I don't care for the taste of beer. I, I, I prefer malt liquor in that in that world. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's probably not true either. Yeah. But like, <laughs> <laughs> so I believe it's true that you prefer it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I like malt liquor and, yeah. I, and I grew to enjoy, but you know, part of the reason I drew, Drank malt liquor was not because it tasted better, but because we were in Philly when I was in college. You went okay. to school in Philly, right? Yes. And it, it felt tougher. It felt straighter. Oh, see, right? I was able to buy a forty ounce for three dollars in Massachusetts. Yes, that's true too. And then I didn't have to drink anymore after that. Yeah, yeah. it was so powerful. No, but it's yeah. true. First of all, it was forty ounces. Yes. Right. Yes. And second yes. of all, it was stronger. And you're right. In Philly, yes. it was like. 
I think we got them for two dollars. Wow! So for amazing. two, that's like even better than weed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of intoxication and, for two dollars. And malt liquor had every '80s rap group advertising for them. That's every old English and Saint Ides and yeah, their songs were all about. That's 40s. right. Yeah, that's it right. Was, yeah, it was really helpful. Oh, there was one that was just like I was fine with everything. I didn't like the taste of any of them. That's why I would drink Zima. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but the one that was the one with the B. What was that one? Mickey's. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, Mickey's is awful. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I couldn't get through the forty ounces. I was like, man, who vomited in this thing? Well, this is for me. Mickey's was it was Mickey's Big Mouth, and my dad's name is Mickey. And when I first this is gonna get really dark, but like when I first started to drink, my dad had just died. Oh gosh. Oh, this took a turn. So, but but I was like, you know what? I should have a Mickey's. Like I should have, I should <laughs> have a Mickey's. That's my dad's thing. name. And I remember a quote from my dad. He was like, "Listen, when I first got to college, he played college football too. No way. Where He's, at? Uh, UCLA. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Your Rose dad Bowl. was a. Oh your dad was a man. My he dad. wouldn't drink Sprite. He was a man. No, I have tons of. That's why I was like, thought it was so great because you're talking about all these things. These are all things my dad said. But it was never like pressure. But like I, when I when I read back the transcript of my childhood, I'm like. That was pressuring me to just be a straight dude. <laughs> uh, but oh, I remember. Yes. They I rem- had no idea. Yeah, no, I was just, yeah. So I remember opening the, and it was Mickey's Big Mouth. So the hole at the top was like, no, you're drinking this fast. Yes. <laughs> We're yeah. going to put as much in on your palate as we can, as quickly as we can. Wow. And I remember like, this is me getting back in touch with my dad. And just taste me so bad. It's really bad. No, I'm just, not. Look, I'm sorry, Mickey's. I hate yeah. to do this to you. If you're still around, but you're terrible. But the bee was <laughs> awesome. It looked cool, and I just remember like it was like this very sad failure of a moment, being like, I, I guess, do I not like my dad? <laughs> like, I was positive. Speaking of rap, Aguirre, to your point, I was positive that House of Pain drank Mickey's. Really? I don't know why, but I just assumed House of Pain drinks that's, Mickey's. That's interesting. Although I always thought they were Saint Ides. <laughs> you, you thought so? Yeah, 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 oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to have them on the show. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> okay, so the, the speaking of taking a dark turn, right. um, your comedy special is about the presumably the least comedic thing, which is depression. Right. 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 But very common amongst comedians, or at least very common right. for comedians to be open about it and and talk about it. So that. That's very healthy, but the thing is, is that a lot of the lifestyle surrounding stand-up comedy is not that healthy. There's a lot of drinking and carousing and staying up late. But lots of Zimas. Yeah, lots, a lot of Zima rich environment. Zima rich environment. Yes, and and yeah, we were drinking a lot of our pay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So so that was an issue. But I I I had this idea about a year and a half ago about doing a. a Documentary about my recovery from my depression, mixed with the, all the jokes that came from my hospitalization and my treatment, and and also my lifelong battle with with depression. I, I can remember having thoughts that now would be diagnosed as clearly depressive at, at age seven, as early as that. Wow. So, yeah. Well, out of curiosity, what was it? Do you remember at age seven what you thought? Well, I I didn't want to live anymore at age at age seven. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know how I would go about it, and I also always believed that I would wind up in a psych ward. I don't know why. Wow. That, because I, I just I knew that I was I was very sensitive for a boy, and I took things very hard, and I was sad, and and 
Yeah, the, yeah, the well, only I mean, thing that raised my spirits, right. right? The only thing that raised my <laughs> spirits were was comedy and watching stand-up comedians. And for, oh, for me, cool. it was it was David Brenner and then Gary Shandling. Yeah, and and I remember one time my dad took me to see Jay Leno when I was 16, and and that was really something. My mom took me to see Johnny Carson for my bar mitzvah. Oh wow! Yeah, uh -huh. and, and Gary Shandling was the was the comedian. Princess Leia was the guest. Uh -huh. Carrie Fisher, yeah. and I was a huge Star Wars fan, but I was a bigger stand-up fan, and I was blown away that I got to see Gary Shandling. He was he was incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, and very honest about it about his struggles with with his mental health and and his moods. Yeah, yeah, so that opens up a can of worms. There's like a million things to discuss there. Right. But first, um, I'd like to brag about how Gary Shandling retweeted me before he died. No really? Way. Yeah. And oh, so, wow. but to give you a sense of how much I respect him, I immediately called Ben Mankiewicz, who is the normal uh, co-host on, okay. on Old School and started the company with me. And I was like, Gary Shandling retweeted me, <laughs> I made it. I made it. That's amazing. <laughs> right. That's amazing. It's, it's a but a retweet is a huge commitment. I, right. Yes. <laughs> right. A, it wasn't like, just a like. Yeah, a like is fine. My my friend Brian Koppelman, that he produces billions, created billions. Uh -huh. He says that a, a like is you don't want to be seen with this person in public. <laughs> right. uh -huh. And a, re and a retweet funny. is you're okay with people seeing you with this person. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a great yeah. way of putting it. It's yeah. funny because Ben, one of Ben's best friends growing up is Dollar Bill in Billions. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So that's Kelly like just texted us Keller Coins' name. He's an excellent actor. Uh, just uh, texting a little while ago, yeah. Oh. So anyway, that's fun stuff. But uh, back to depression. Everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, I've said this a hundred times before. I even saw anything that you'd done, Gary, and knew your story. Uh, I'm like, and I've talked about it on the show. What's with comics? Why are they so dark? Why are they like uh, to a man? Every comic I know is like. No matter how successful they are, bitter, like oh, that's interesting. I don't yeah. know about bitter, but, like like pessimistic, but, skeptical, like yeah. a lot of bad characteristics, <laughs> right? Like yeah. for, for like because common lore is like oh, the jester, like right. you know, in a good mood, happy go lucky, right? No, super dark. Yeah, I we could analyze this for for days, but I I do know one thing that that cynicism. And skepticism plays really well with audiences. So you're going to well, see that's a, good point. A, Great lot, point. a lot of comedians approach that. The the other thing is that more than any other group, comedians are not embarrassed to talk about moodiness or, or being mentally ill. I, I remember when I first started taking medication, I was so secretive about. I had a girlfriend. She never knew I was on medication. I didn't tell anybody. I hid the pills and I would travel with them and, and disguise them. And I told no one. And the first person I ever heard talk about taking antidepressants was a comedian. And I remember thinking, what is this person doing? She's admitting to, to this embarrassing thing and this shame. And, and so I, I really admire the comedy community. They, I, I never could have been the first comedian to talk about depression. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm too private. But there's like a lot of comedians that the first thing they do is talk about something that they're embarrassed oh, yeah, about. Like yes, the first thing. Yes, like I know Gaffigan yes. was on the show whenever, a couple days ago, and he was just like, like the beginning of his comedy special is, I'm Jim Gaffigan and this is what I look like. Like oh. it is just like, here I am. 
am I, I, I'm all out on the yes. table, and it yes. must be, it's strange, because it's just you're supposed to talk about those things. Right. And as someone who goes to comedy shows, right. when someone just goes like, I thought about that, I would never say that out loud. No, I know. It's just I, it, weird. It's, what, why? But it's very healthy. I, I have a really good therapist in, in New York, and he told me a long time ago, and I didn't take him up on it for a while, but that if, you, if everybody knows everything about you, then they have nothing on you. Now yeah. So they can't embarrass you and they can't expose you and, and so it's it's a much less stressful way to go through life being an open book. Yeah. Well that's the M M strategy. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, from eight mile. Yes. That's right. <laughs> he takes away all your weapons. Yes. 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 Speaking of guys who definitely drink Mickeys. <laughs> But Eminem also says that you only get one shot, and then even within that movie, he gets two shots. Lots of shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah he gets a number of shots. Yeah, Eminem, notorious yeah. liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I don't believe that he killed his ex-wife. I don't believe it at all. Oh, I don't yeah. think she's in the trunk. Okay. Uh, so, right. Uh, anyway, finished a file. I just know that many references until the trunk. Yeah, yeah. It's and it has been a while since we watched it. So nice work. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, but it's true, like Howard Stern, I remember growing up, he kept talking about how small his penis was. <gasps> and I was like, that, wow. Yes. Like that takes some balls, yes. ironically. <laughs> right. Yes. But, but I, I've always been drawn to comedians in that vein who are arrogant, with really nothing to be that confident about. How yeah, right, 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 right. looking guy and his and he, and he hated himself and how he looked and yet he was so confident and 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 would talk to to famous people in in such a, a, a familiar way. Yeah. And and I don't know if you ever watched a show called Get a Life with Chris Elliott. Yeah, yeah. My was cousin. A, yeah, was a I remember designer. it. I, yeah. He was a 30-year-old cousin. My cousin was a set designer on oh, the show. Okay. So he said you should start watching this show and I was it's, like he's like yeah, we had to make yogurt Come out of an alien's elbows, <laughs> yes. and I was like, "What?" And I watched yes. it like that was hilarious. It was Chris the, Elliott. It was the funniest show. It was so far ahead of its time. But Chris Elliott was this thirty-year-old paper boy who was arrogant. He was, he dated beautiful women. He had sex. That's he really had a, funny. He had this incredible life, but he lived above his parents' garage, delivered papers in the morning, and and thought he was the the. the God's it's, gift to humanity. That's yeah. one of those so shows funny. that everyone was like, they're either people loved it or yeah. they watched it and they were like, Right, right. Eight. Yes. This show. It was it was ahead of its time. I remember yeah. the, the the that one episode where I was like, I like this and I don't think anyone else does was right. one where there it was, was a cult hit. Yeah. It was an alien showed up and squirted. Well the alien wasn't a cute, lovable alien. <laughs> it was a it was a scourge and it was violent. And it would puke over everything. <laughs> and yeah. the puke, if you yeah. ate it, would give you powers. Yes, yes. Oh, that he, makes sense. Also, he, you could, you could spelling bee. Also, you could. <laughs> did the alien. That was a separate episode. Was that a separate a episode? A separate episode in which Chris was exposed to toxic waste That's what it was and that became thing. the smartest person on the, on the planet by far. And his choice was instead of sol solving world hunger or taking over the world, he decided to win spelling bees. Oh. Good choice. And, and, and yeah. went around the world winning spelling bees. And I remember him complaining about all the bee groupies. All the women were oh, the throwing themselves at him because he was winning spelling bees. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he he ran out of toxic waste early in the episode. They're like, for no other no reason. He was like, I always thought there was a silent K at the beginning of the word pants. Yes. And he yes. runs out of toxic waste. And to win the spelling bee, the word is pants. 
pants. Yeah. <laughs> and he loses It was face. very easy and he lost because he couldn't spell pants. <laughs> yeah. But also, it was like flowers for Algernon a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, He's so good. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I, I knew that we would be talking about Chris Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, the alien also drank McGee's. <laughs> um, but uh, so you know, you mentioned like the un- unearned confidence in a sense, right? Yes. Um, and uh, well, that's me. Um, <laughs> so let, let me explain a couple of things that happened with my wife today that fits into this conversation pretty well. First of all, uh, quick side note: in Chinese, uh, the word for penis is. It's it's more of a like a for children you say it and stuff, but still it's Xiao Jiji, which is like the funnest word ever. Yeah, right. Like, oh look at his Xiao Jiji. Yeah, right. Still caught up on this talking about kids' penises thing. (laughs) Well, yes. Well, when you have young kids, right? (laughs) Anyways, so my wife had just read this thing about how if uh, what the different perceptions women and men have when their spouse cheats on them. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. and so the woman thinks, "Oh, I must have been inadequate uh-huh. emotionally for him, etc." Right? The guy thinks, "Oh, god damn it, my penis isn't big enough." <laughs> 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 like seriously, like on average, they think that it's their shao gg. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that men think like, "Oh god, man, I've, if I had a better penis, this would have never happened," <laughs> which I'm like both stunned by and. It, so amused by, like, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. What a weird thing to conclude. Not like, hey, I was emotionally distant, or I right. was, you know, yeah, I, no. I didn't take out the garbage, yeah. or I watched too much baseball. But like, <laughs> obviously, it's my penis. <laughs> That's so like, absurd. <laughs> right? And the reason she thinks, the reason she cheated on you, is because you think everything's about your penis. You yeah, like yeah, that's probably that that's a far more likely answer. That's that is right. the irony. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so then it I, was about his penis. It was about his penis. His but obsession with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and that's what made me realize, like, wow, like I had no idea how obsessed guys are generally about their penises. Like, oh, is it big enough? Is it the right size? Is it? Uh, you know, how about the girth? And yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Oh, like, you're spending so much mental energy on that. And so that brings me back to me being Chris Elliott, because it's not like I'm God's gift or anything, but I right. feel like I got this online. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. So I, I realized in that moment, hey, even though you know I'm whatever, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> that I was mentally healthy enough to never fret it, like yeah, to yeah. never be like, oh my God, is it you know is it the right angle? <laughs> you know, where, where's right. the lean going? Right, but also isn't it an indicator that that women are the superior gender? That, yeah. that this is what they're thinking rather by than by far. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine a guy cheats on a uh, on the woman and the woman thinks, was it my butt? <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> That's inconceivable. No one would ever think that. So that goes to show you what is wrong with men. We are obsessed with genitalia. Because we're boys. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, yeah. Get that. It's in the down. nose. It's in my nose. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> no guy's actually been like. It's her vagina. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've no. never met a single guy who's ever yeah. said that. No one's done that. No one has ever done that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to cheat on my wife. Why? <laughs> you don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> I can't even. I can't okay. So, <laughs> our, now this is a funny question you probably get. Now back to you know yeah. semi-serious topics. So, are you 
Are you out of it? Do you ever get out of depression? How does that I, work? I look at it the same way as, as I think addicts and alcoholics look at it. I'm, I'm in recovery. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm oh in, yeah, I'm in okay. remission, and it's lasted for over a year and a half. But there's part of me that sees madness in my periphery at all times, and I just have to remain vigilant about doing all the things that I did to to get better from taking my medicine and exercising and eating right and not sleeping too much, but getting enough sleep and, and being careful because I travel so much about keeping a routine while I'm while I'm on the road, which is really difficult. But I, I find if there's a if there's a decent gym in the hotel, I will exercise at least once on the on the road for for thirty to forty five minutes. So, that's, but that's the hardest. There's a part the in your thing is the is the travel. The special is so awesome because it it does go back and forth between like you doing stand up and right. then you're in the the therapist office. Oh you're, yeah. You're you're sitting with another comedian talking about it, and yes. one of the subjects I don't want to spoil anything, but the subject comes up is like, what if you're a comedian, you kind of feel like maybe part of what's wrong with me yeah. is. Is what makes me funny, and I kind of have to preserve what's wrong with me. I can't fix it, or right. I will fix myself out of being funny. Right? Like, how do you handle that? Yeah, it's a it's a myth. I I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wrote nothing for two years while I was while I was sick, two and a half years. I wrote five minutes of jokes, and then since I came out of it, I've written two and a half hours of material. So I wrote the special, and then another hour to tour on. After after the special airs, so there's a big difference in how I write, whether I'm healthy or not. Now a lot of the source material came from me being yeah, sick, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't write yeah. from within it. I had to get outside the the storm to get it all down, and, and because there's there's part of depression is it's a, a cognitive issue. You don't think straight, and and they call it faux dementia. You forget things. You have a hard time solving problems and figuring out things, and and I read zero books for two and a half years because I couldn't concentrate and I would get I would lose my place. I couldn't remember the different characters' names, and and since I've been better, I've read 122 books. In, wow! In, in less than two years, so that's un, literally unbelievable. I read 122 is. books, never. Really? Yeah, I don't think yeah, I have. Like, no, I don't think I'm serious. I see books all over these. Yeah, yeah. there's not nothing shelves. in them. Yeah, and <laughs> you're not reading them. There's just the cover. Page after just... page of blank. <laughs> there's nothing at all in them. It's just props. One has like a secret codex in it. If you open yeah. it, it's like That's cut a... out the pages. <laughs> yeah, there's a rock <laughs> hammer in one of them. There's a small rock. To dig wow. your way out of Shawshank. Yeah, I would. I if you'd asked me to guess the most amazing fact that would come out of this show, I would not have predicted that. You read 122 That's books insane. in two years. Yeah. Um, so, it, like, help me understand. When you're better, is it that you've got kind of a clear lane and thoughts, bad thoughts, try to kind of enter and and you notice them and you're like, no, go away. Like, I'm making this up. Yes. But is that yeah, based pretty, on what you said? Is pretty, that pretty much? I'm. I mean, I I have the attitude where I get stressed about something and I say I'll figure it out. And then, but when if I'm depressed, I get stressed about something, and my mind is telling me, "Well, you're a failure, and you're a loser, and you'll never get out of it." And and you also, it takes away so much energy. Just the the simplest things, like walking my dog. I remember my my wife, we would walk around the block, and I would continually tell her, "Please slow down," and I'm. A foot taller than her, basically, like ten inches taller than her, yeah, and I couldn't I, keep up I with her. It. Yeah, I couldn't keep up with her, and I. She looked like my caregiver. 
because I was mm -hmm. hobbling around, and and now it's it's the opposite. I have to slow down for her, so it's 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 not just the the sadness and the not enjoying anything. There are cognitive issues as well as energy issues that that just make it so difficult. It's. So I'm endlessly fascinated by this. So a little bit more, if you'll sure, indulge me. No, I will indulge you. I, yeah, yeah. So, it, how chemical is it? Like, what percentage of it is chemical, and hence, like, what percentage of it is the medicine, as opposed to, like, a clear way of thinking about it? Your therapist helping you, you re acknowledging, hey. Wait a minute, remember that thing where it says you're a failure, you're a loser, yeah. that's actually part of this. Yeah. So I don't have to acknowledge it and can kick it out of the lane. Right, yeah. Like, so how does it break down? Do you have a sense of- Chemistry, like, yeah. I, would, I would say that the medicine gets me to a point where jogging for a half hour isn't an impossibility. And, and I, I can get out of bed, and put on my sneakers and it's and it's not a huge chore and walking around the block isn't isn't exhausting so it gets me to that point and mm. then everything else from from eating right and exercising to reading and staying outside of my apartment as much as possible because there there's uh, isolating is such a problem with with people who are depressed and spending time alone and and that was really important was to was to get back out there amongst the the living and and stop just ruminating in my mind by myself if you if you're talking to people you're at least distracted from your from yourself and and it's really helpful yeah wow that is so interesting look man i'm so lucky uh in because look, there's and there's also I'm sure shades of it, right? And I'm sure oh, that it's a spectrum. It's, it's definitely a spectrum, and right. and most people respond to therapy and they don't need medicine. And then after that, most people respond to medicine and they don't need anything else besides medicine and therapy. And then there are people like me who wind up in the hospital for a for a few weeks and and yeah, but that worked. That so worked. what happened in the hospital that worked? Well. The, the treatment I don't want to go into because it's unusual and it's sort of a, a surprise in the in the in the show. But the hospital was an issue because I should have been there earlier because I was really sick. I was I was pretty much catatonic, like Silas Marner, and I didn't want to go in because I had seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as a kid, and later Girl Interrupted as a teenager, and I thought. These places are really frightening. Yeah, yes. Movies aren't like these places yes. are great. Yes, yeah. and in reality, they're very ordinary, like any hospital ward, except for you wear socks that have treads on the bottom. <laughs> right. You wear you wear Which pajamas. Just to first class passengers, <laughs> by the way. Yes, yes, you get everything but the hot towel. <laughs> yeah. Which which I got to tell you something about the hot towel in in first class. It is. Taunting the people in coach to give everybody a, a hot towel. Whenever they offer me the hot towel, I say no, because the next step is the guillotine. <laughs> they, 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 will, they will revolt because the rich people are showing off too much. We were fine with the crappy headphones. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And, and you getting the peanuts <laughs> yeah. ahead of us. And a kind bar. And like, but what is it called? Uh, uh, glass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're mopping your brow with this thing you wouldn't even use in your own home. So, yeah, it's funny. The first time I flew first class was when I was at MSNBC, okay? Wow. And so, uh, what, I, what shocked me was not the hot towels. 
Okay. And it was not the peanuts, it was that they had warmed up the nuts. Yes. Oh and I'm gosh. like, I had never even That's thought right. to do that. Like, I didn't know that was a thing rich people did. Like, <laughs> gratuitously warming their nuts. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, oh, oh do, 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 these are cold nuts. Please. Yeah. Chip, run along. <laughs> right, but, but you assume, warmed them up. You assume That's, now that this is how the wealthy have been living, but it's <laughs> only in the in the first class section, of the, right. and there are no hot towels. Right, it's like you would you would intuitively think like the the rich people have like better. Softer beds and more comfortable <laughs> seats, right. but like that's how the super rich are. They just confuse you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I kept like I was constantly like, are they better? Is it no? Like, it's not. I kept eating the warm nuts. Like, is it better than cold nuts? No, I can't not. tell. It must be though. If rich people like it this way, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing they have in first class is heating things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and the pajamas you were saying. So the, the pajamas, and then when you go to call. Your wife on the phone at the end of the day, the cord on the payphone is too short to kill anybody with. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah. funny. And yeah. I remember, I remember thinking, have they always been this short? Oh no, that's right. I'm crazy. This is why. <laughs> that's so yeah. funny. The, yeah. they, but they should like fix. There should be. There shouldn't be constant reminders around yeah, here. Yeah, like, believe me, too. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was feeling a little yeah. normal until. And my, and my friend, sweetheart, my friend brought <laughs> cupcakes for. Valentine's Day, and they confiscated the twine that was around the box. I get oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so right now, somewhere, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's guard is watching, going, a short <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I think last thing about it, because I'm, you know, continue to be uh, sure. curious. Like, um, so once you got to the point where you could do the half hour of jogging, et cetera, and the medicine got you there, et cetera, right, yeah. what was the single most helpful thing to get you out of it and to get you to feel better, et cetera? Whether it was something your therapist said or some a realization you came to? There was a, I was reading this article about David Foster Wallace's notebooks. And I was a fan of David Foster Wallace, he's become problematic, so I don't know how I feel now. but. Anyhow, there was this quote by by Beckett in his notebook, and it said, "Ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Fail, uh, try again, fail again, fail better." Mm-hmm. And that relieved me of all the pressure to write good jokes. I just, I just knew. That's after super interesting. I'm so after, glad I asked. After that, that I did, I didn't have to be perfect, and I was going to fail, and I gave myself permission to fail. So this this thing where every show became a, a test and a, a referendum on my value as a human and an artist became no, you're going to fail and you'll try again tomorrow and you'll fail a little bit better. And it was just, it was such a relief. I have been incredibly similar story, even though I was not in the same place you are. Okay. But look, different portions of this show go to different places. So some of you are leaving, God bless your hearts. <laughs> Everybody always gets the whole show if you go to tyt.com slash join and become a member. Good night and good luck. Okay, the rest of us good continue. Night and good luck. <laughs> okay, so now I'm, like I said, I'm super lucky. I'm on the end of the spectrum where yeah. I'm, very optimistic, happy sure. go lucky. I, I'm Chris Elliott. Like yeah. I, even when I lived in my parents' basement, which I literally yeah. did for some yeah. time, as a sometime right. uh, as a struggling talk show host, sure. right, getting no jobs. You get yes. the picture. Yeah. But I'd be in that basement going, 
nailed it. <laughs> right. No, it was amazing. I, so amazing. Yeah. I, I find that interesting because there were times in my life when my life was going much worse than it was. I had everything I needed to be happy, but because of the, I have to blame it on the chemistry. I had everything I needed to be happy, and I was miserable and scared, and it just happened to be the the way the the cortisol and the dopamine was circulating. Yep. Yeah. 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 My, my yeah. college roommate is a psychiatrist, yeah. and he just goes, "Chemistry, man." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." As much as I yeah. want to say that I am great at asking people questions, yeah, to get them to think about things the different ways. Right. He's like the different I also need to prescribe medicines yes. to people yes. because yes. no matter how awesome I think I am at being a psychiatrist, I have to find out what's chemically can right. be adjusted to make people feel right. better. And it's just like the way he says it. It's like yeah. this this extreme confidence that he can't do much. Right. But <laughs> you know? there's a, there's such a humility in it and to, to that statement, but there's also so much help I've gotten from my therapist to change my perspective and, and take things in in a much healthier, healthier manner. I mean, you, the, a therapist, is, therapist can help you change your value system and, and your, yeah. your view of the world, and that's that's so helpful. It's weird talking to him because like he is a really funny, weird guy, but he's also like a trained psychiatrist. So right. like. It's almost like you know a superhero who, when he like is really good at something, you're like, did you just use your superpower? Like, I just want to have a normal. Con- I thought we had a rule, no superpowers, right. and he's just like, right. what if you thought of it this way? Yes, and I'm just like, that's way out there, man. Yes, oh my yeah. god, just yeah. Well, most wisdom I got from my college therapist that I think about almost on a daily basis. It's really remarkable. Yeah, so well, that's that's. It's funny you say superpower because. Uh, on a previous old school episode, I was uh, saying that I was amused and slash annoyed by people who were using the word superpower. Like, oh, my superpower is in uh, eating breakfast. I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. What a crappy right? superhero. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Breakfast man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're overusing that slash maybe should never use it. Um, but. But now lately, I kind of got into it. And <laughs> just, just want the idea you would need breakfast eater, man. <laughs> yeah. Like they call Batman. There's a bunch of ham on the expressway. It's like I, this is beyond my control, but I know a guy. Yeah, he's breakfast eater man. It's like a pancake, and it rings, and he's like, I'm not quite sure what to do. <laughs> Hello, this is another prank call. No, we had this first time with breakfast emergency. Breakfast emergency. Um, so. Uh, but my superpower, if we're going to get into that obnoxious language, is uh, is is the same thing of being able to to see things uh, both clearly and optimistically, right? And right. and I think that they're often related. People don't believe me because they're skeptical, right? Right. <laughs> but uh, but I I think actually. And it, it, if you are optimistic, it becomes realistic that, that better results happen, right? Yes. And yes. so it's it's kind of a yes. uh, and so, but even for me, uh, I I was just going through this on the last episode of Old School, then we talked about it in a post game, etc. I I said I got mentally healthy, even though I'm on the right side of the spectrum. I was still weighed down so much by the same exact thing you just mentioned, which is what if I fail? 
Right. 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 And yeah. and then oh my God, then people will make fun and they'll yes. judge and they'll say you're yes. not a success and right. you let people oh down, gosh. et cetera. Yes. Right. Yes. And and for me, it's funny. You said was it Beckett that with the yeah yeah. For me, it was Marcus Aurelius. No okay. Way. Yeah. Wow. You're going way back. Yeah, I am. It, it makes me sound more uh, educated than I am. When yes. in reality, you just yes. saw Gladiator. The yeah, like the classics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what Marcus said is, what you do in life echoes in eternity. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, you son of a gun! You had me. You had me. No, no, no. Seriously. Oh, seriously. okay. All right. <laughs> I love that it's real. Are you not entertained? It's real. It's not a joke. <laughs> Upon my signal. No. All right. So, no, he said, You're so worried about what someone else just said about you. And I'm butchering this as I paraphrase it. Whereas you have to remember that that guy had. Just thought 15 minutes ago what a miserable failure he was, right, yes. and how wrong he is, and how etc. Yes. etc. Et yes, and so my god, you are so much more learned than I am because you nailed your quote. <laughs> <laughs> I just butchered mine, okay? You anyway, it. Yeah. yeah, anyways, but the. I was like, oh, that's so true. We're yeah. all deeply insecure, right? Range right. of yes. insecurity, but we all yes. have it. But yeah. we see, we get our perception of ourselves from how other people perceive us because we're social animals. Right. It is like by definition, oh, what does Bob think of me? What does Sally and Susie think of me? That must be what I really am, right? right? But in reality, Bobby and Sally and Susie are a mess, yes. right? Yes. They're an absolute yes. mess. Yes. So the, the they're actually in a sense projecting that mess onto you, right? And making you more jumbled. When I freed myself of that, yeah. and I realized as I said in a recent show, the only person in my head is me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, even if Bob thinks I'm an asshole, well, that's a sad day for him, isn't it? I know. <laughs> right. I know. So you might be right, you might be wrong, but you're not in my head. Right. Okay. Right. And so it's really helpful. Yeah, it was liberating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's but everything you do, you should get more credit for. Oh, thank because, you. Because yeah, no, I'm being serious though. For me, like I get, I'm lucky in a thousand different ways, except fantasy football, and it's driving <laughs> me crazy, right? I lost with 30 seconds left in the game last night. Oh, anyway, no. but on everything no. else, I mean, I'm born to great parents who are so wonderful to me. Born in, you know, we go to New Jersey. I think it's, I get to go to good schools. We had a good public school. How lucky is that, right? It's so it's, true. Yeah, it's so true. People talk about being. There's that expression, they were born on third base and they think they hit a triple. Yeah, 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 I yeah, think yeah. it was said about George W. Bush. But That's right, Ann yeah. Richards said it about him. Yeah. If you went to a public school when we did to when we did and had anything beyond poverty, we were born on third base. We had such 100%. advantages. I I always think about that when they when they talk about the giveaways and the, the entitlements and it's like oh and you, all these people grew up wealthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like Trump said, uh, I, oh no, it's ridiculous that I got money from my dad. I got a small one million dollar loan. I can't believe it. Like straight face, like it's just one million dollars. Yeah. Of course, it's not. Like true, my wife but. and I had a conversation yesterday about how much we would leave each other for. 
That seems really healthy. We should I mean, talk I, about I, this. Yeah. <laughs> and I and she was like, I have a number, like immediately. Really? Yeah. I, and it, I, like I like that she kind of put thought into that ahead of time. She was like, uh, yeah. Uh, well, she had a dream where like oh, she sure. left me for money, which like in wow. my dream someone pays her. In her dream, someone pays her to leave. <laughs> Oh she gets uh, it behooves her financially, and uh, we talk about stuff I'm like this all the time. I'm pretty sure you guys should see therapists, but okay, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> therapist, be like, sorry, can't help literally with anything. Um, uh, but so the amount she, I was like, there, yeah, I got it, and it was 1.7 million dollars because I just want to buy a house. <laughs> Well, that would be ironic. Oh, honey, we've got a wonderful. Oh, right, just one. <laughs> I thought she <laughs> You're not with me anymore. I thought she and I and I and hers was seven million dollars, and which means oh. she loves me more, which is where I want it. <laughs> wow, like leave it to Brett to take a dark turn. <laughs> I love that's the that's the that is the stuff we talk about is like the darkest, most intense. Like weird stuff, and and thank God we found each other because like okay, yeah no I no you guys are ironically you guys are perfect for each other <laughs> and so you shouldn't leave each other even for one point seven million dollars but right now somewhere I my wife I is watching yelling lower lower <laughs> we can definitely go lower okay I'm kidding because there's no way my wife is watching. <laughs> <laughs> I get it though. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but back to you getting more credit uh, because, uh, but it's it lines up with the politics of what you were saying, etc. So when I do well, well, like I had a I had a nice head start, and especially on mental health, Jesus, I had a gigantic head start, right? Right. Right. And so when you get accomplished the things that you've done, HBO special, all these comedy specials, etc. Right. You should get more credit because you oh. started way back, right? Maybe, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I had a good public school education, and then I was an athletic enough to get a scholarship to college. Uh-huh. So I don't have any student loans. So yeah, I, I've been. I was born on third base. Yeah, you yeah. know, I didn't know you had a, a, a scholarship. And also, growing up, my family was on food stamps, free lunch, welfare. Yeah, yeah. So, that's so super we were, we were, and I and I knew at six years old. I I remember thinking, how am I ever going to learn any kind of initiative and <laughs> Did you really? gonna, no, 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 I was like, not. I was just hungry. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I like six-year-old Gary's like, yeah. this is gonna ruin my yeah, initiative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. I have no initiative, and I'm gonna become dependent on this for generation <laughs> after generation. But, but I, I, this, this pittance of an investment in my brothers and I. That we've repaid in our taxes <laughs> and the taxes of people we've employed, the return on investment, the ROI, ROI of this on investment media. is is very significant <laughs> beyond anything that Bernie Madoff <laughs> promised, and and we are not dependent on on any kind of public assistance. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's, it's, more it's such a false narrative. It's just but they make it see, they make it sound like they're looking out for my character. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise no, they have to tell they just the truth, wanna, right? Yeah. That they want to buy more jewelry. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, Gary, I can still look, lift I, my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I want this life. Yes. I want this life. These Come watches. <laughs> these watches. They, what, and, and there what was time this, is it on this part of my arm? There was this this. Saying they used to have, if you have to ask the price in a jewelry store, you can't afford it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can't afford it karmically, <laughs> nor nor ethically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm apparently never going to be rich enough, because there's <laughs> n- under no circumstances would I ever be like, 
oh, I'm not interested in the price, just I'll buy it. Right, right? yes. I don't care if I have $10 yes. billion. Right. I'd be like, right. no, how much? No, you're right. gonna tell me how much that sandwich <laughs> costs, okay? Otherwise, yes. we're not having a right. conversation Literally anymore. though, the food <laughs> truck outside today, no prices on it. I, I loved it, I said that, oh, I had a roll, I was like, I love a place that doesn't tell you how much your sandwich is until you pay for it. Yeah, Good for them. well, in fact, that's, I hate the, uh, like, <laughs> The when they say marketplace on a menu, like oh the lobster, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh the price yeah. will be marketplace or oh, market price. market price. That was my yeah. that was my joke on my on my special in this economy. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> when when I would say to the waiter, uh, market price, what did uh, what did lobster close at today? <laughs> I wasn't able to contact my seafood broker before I came over here. And so they make you feel awkward for asking, right? You can't ask. No, yeah, they yeah. just it's made it up. Yes. They made it up, market. they printed it yes. on a menu. They all yes. were like, hey, other restaurant, say market price, okay? Yes. Okay, well, I'll say market price. Yes. Then we can look at people like they're idiots when they say how everything right. else has a price. Why is this the case? So and that's true. it. Oh, it's yeah. like, it says death tax at the bottom, like all yeah. these like tested and approved <laughs> yes. messaging. Well, so like uh, when Anna and I uh, did the uh, race, so uh, we, we raced for a mile, okay, my co-host okay. and I, and sh she's female and I'm fat. So <laughs> it, people assume that it would be a close contest. Now that's not fair in either direction. Right. Uh, and so uh, I, I wound up winning, not a big deal. Uh, but uh, uh, actually not that impressive, a little uh, over seven. That's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. uh, when I say over seven, I mean seven fifty nine. I'm All kidding. Right, still. I don't remember. It was seven fifteen <laughs> or seven and a half or something. It's I hang in there, okay. Yeah. But she came out of the gate uh, like running uh, really fast, right? And so and then she burned out. Yeah. And then Ben uh, asked afterwards because he was the play by play guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we took it very seriously. So and nice. and, uh, and he said, "What what were you doing?" And she's like, "I was trying to intimidate him." Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, you can't intimidate the intimidator. <laughs> you can't. Okay. And so he was intimidating you by like jogging slowly at the beginning. Right. No, right. no, no, no. I, I, in fact, I accidentally intimidated her because I'm like, I'm not gonna let her get past me, mm. right? So I ran as fast as she did, but I was just a little bit behind her. And apparently, I was breathing really hard, uh. which I didn't know I do. But I, after Anna told me, I noticed it when I'm jogging. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> I'm like, no wonder people keep going like. Hey, hang in there. Right, like right. on my jog, like people like literally in the streets so are like almost there. I'm like you don't yeah. even know where I'm going. <laughs> right? so, so mean. Anyway, she said that breathing is still in her nightmares. Like, <gasps> 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 so I tell, <laughs> I tell this all in prelude to. Oh, market price. You think you're gonna intimidate the intimidator? How much is the <laughs> I ask every time. Good for you. <laughs> right. Good yeah. for you. That's very brave. And if it's yeah. a market price, can you negotiate it? Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no. set the market price. You know, yeah. I'll do that sometimes at Trader Joe's. Like they'll be like, oh, uh, that's great. Fourteen dollars and fifteen cents. I'm like, fine, I'll give you thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sir, I don't. What do you mean? Like, no, no, I'll give you thirteen. And no, it's fourteen. God damn it, you win. You're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Give Trader Joe my compliment. That is awesome. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, so just to finish the thought, um, yeah. When you take it to politics, they don't appreciate how much more people have to like work hard, 
learn things they had no way of learning that even that things are possible. This is the thing I would go back to all the time. Our longtime director, Jesus Godoy is from East LA. And, and, he's, and I remember having this conversation with him a long time ago where he said, look, in my neighborhood, we didn't know you could go to college. Right. And we thought the top job was the guy who climbs the telephone pole because he gets more than anybody else at the electric company. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so, so when they talk about affirmative action, I mean, there's two different problems, right? One is no legacies and legacy admissions are a yes. much bigger part yes. of the admission pool. Yes. And that is the most profoundly unfair thing there is. Which is, oh, your papa went here. Yes. Well, I do declare. And yes. oh, and he's donated, has he? Okay. Yes. And yeah. so you get a massive unfair advantage, and way more than affirmative action. Private schools and a tutor for your SATs. Yes. Huge advantage. Now, yeah. on the other hand, if you're a kid growing up in, in Jesus's neighborhood in East LA and you didn't even know you could go to Yale, right. like, you know, yes. And, yes. and you somehow. Worked your way to a point where you got great grades and SAT scores and figured out that you're supposed to can go to Yale and said, "Are you kidding me? That guy went so much farther than I did, right. so much farther. Of course yeah. he should. You should take that into consideration in admissions. You'd yes. be nuts not to yeah. because he's already shown unbelievable merit. Yes, right. Yes. So anyway, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, it's. I remember when I was in high school, my brother was the first one that did this. My brother, super progressive liberal guy, he uh, he was like, I, he did, got really great grades, worked really hard, and uh, would not take the SAT prep classes. My, oh. my, so my my story is like my my dad when he was a kid in Atlanta, in Decatur, Georgia, they were Jewish, and then. They, they were just like signs, my grandma told the story, like on the walls there were signs saying no dogs, no blacks, no Jews, like oh. all on the same sign. Wow. It's wow. just like, okay, so I guess the dogs, the blacks, and the Jews, well, I'll just kind of hang out together. Um, wow. And then like during the- and Can I just the, say how much I'd rather hang out in that group? Yes, yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> weird. Like they would, it, it was just, <laughs> yeah. it's just like- uh, Just uh, racist white people here, no dogs. <laughs> I thought the no wasps were, were wealthy. Why don't you just buy three signs? Like that's kind of just anyway. Uh, so that stuff, and then he always told me that story. And then my grandma told me that story. My dad, when he was like a kid, the, my my grandfather was an electrician, kind of handyman, everything. And so he, during war rationing, he, they sent the kids out into the neighborhood to go find electric wire. And my grandfather like wow. made a machine that peeled it so that they could spool it up and sell it to wow. for money and all that stuff. And so my dad was like, I, and then my dad got his first job out of college because he played football. Right. He went through all the interview process and they were like, so do you know anything about computers? He's like, uh-huh. Right. They were like, but you play football, right? Yeah. And they hired him because they needed a football player for their company football team. Really? Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so just like from like, oh God, I can't find any copper wire anywhere. We're not gonna be able to wow. afford anything to uh yeah, so I I, I can run fast and Mickey. you need that. Mickey, Mickey nailed it. Um but so all of that in the back of the head and and that just kind of got through to us. Like don't don't like use any of that. And uh and my I never took like those, we never took like the prep classes. And my brother was really smart in class, but he wasn't a good test taker. Right. Now he's like a district attorney fighting oh for gosh. change and stuff. But like well, that's amazing. But he was like, I'm not gonna take any of those classes because that's not fair. Right. That's yeah. not right. And that's I was like, funny. Well, my brother seemed smart, so I'll also not do that. Wow. And uh, you know, that I was, was luckily a slightly better test yeah. taker than him, but like didn't, you know, it was it's just 
it's it's yeah. it's tough. But like at the same time, you're doing yourself. Like there's other people that just have all this stuff. Yes. They think it's just what you do, right? And they can't believe that people that don't have it don't do it. Yes, it's weird. Yeah. So that of course brings up three news stories. Love uh, it. So. Um, my uh, first of all, Ben Mankiewicz, uh, again, my our regular co-host. Uh, he, uh, his dad and his uncle were on the board of Columbia. Uh, applied to Columbia, didn't get in. Uh, his dad and uncle are livid. They call up the dean, or and and they're like, "What, this, what the hell happened here?" Uh, ben gets a letter a couple of days later. Well, obviously there was a clerical error, and you are now accepted to Columbia. Yeah. Right. Wow. And uh, and he went to Tufts. Uh huh. And so yeah. he's like, I know I didn't get in, so well, I'm not going to go. Him. Yeah. So they're weirdly principled people but here. That's yeah. the weird. That's the thing is like a lot of time we talked about this in the morning meeting today, where it's like people. I'm sure people want to be just and fair, but only to the point where they actually might have to sacrifice something. <laughs> and it, oh, there's a cost to me yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Oh, yuck! Now please give me something that makes me feel smart, like this is the right decision. And then the messengers go market price, like <laughs> yeah, 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 it's market price. It's a death tax. That's what it's called. It's a death tax. It's not you like not paying your fair share. It's it's they're trying to tax you for dying. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's yeah. it. Right. Then, by the way, Ben later got into Columbia Journalism School. I'm like, did you ever wonder if? He's like, <laughs> come on. I went to Tufts. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you're asking too much. They, you're right. supposed to take one for the team. Right. right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And by the way, Tufts is a great school. Tufts is a fantastic yeah. school. Yeah. So uh, the jumbos. I'm always amused by their uh, yeah. Uh, yeah mascot. But yeah. we've got a lot of jumbos at TYT. Tons of jumbos. You can't throw a stone in here, which you shouldn't. Oh, that's really, interesting. Is it jumbos because jumbo. of the? <laughs> Please yeah, don't. What? You can't afford to replace it. <laughs> <laughs> In case you wanted to throw a stone. <laughs> Don't with the stones. Okay. Um, wait, what's a jumbo? It's an That's, elephant. It's an elephant. Yeah. So yeah. jumbo, like it's literally like Dumbo's mom. No, Jumbo was an elephant. I think that went crazy and attacked some circus goers in a film by Cecil B. DeMille or somebody of that stature a long time so, ago. So, okay, here's what I get yeah. out of that. Oh, First of all, Gary sense. knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. read 120 books. <laughs> I know, like yesterday. They were all about right. elephants. So, we're talking about superpowers. Okay, this dude read 122 books. Still, like, I'm going to go like, home and feel like yeah. a failure. I was like, I was in a book club once, I did one a month. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go read Gary's books. Like amateur. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're gonna name yourself after anything, you name it after a rampaging elephant that yeah. killed people in a tra great tragedy. It's but it is pretty kind of kind of cool that Ben went to a school, given that he's a Mankiewicz and the whole uh, Hollywood family history, right. named after a Cecil B. DeMille uh, character. Maybe it wasn't Cecil B. DeMille, but it was a it was a prominent film. It was it was of that. It was a. What Gary, those? there's epics or, yeah, like or whatever. No, no, there's no yeah. way you're wrong. <laughs> okay, like, what I know of you so far is it's inconceivable that you would be wrong. Um, so, Just take it. All right, all right. Should so, we Google it? Um, now, my dad. Speaking of your dad's stories, um, uh, I've told this story once or twice, so I'll keep it quick. Um, so he he's uh, did, didn't have any money at all. To your point, um, he. Uh, 
uh, was a dirt poor farmer, but uh, in Turkey there was college, free college education if you scored in the top 15%. Wow. So he worked his ass off, scored in the top 15, and got into uh, engineering school. And so he became a mechanical engineer. But he still doesn't have any money when he gets out, but he's got enough balls that instead of taking a job, he decides with whatever little money he has, he rents out a tiny little place, and all he has is a table, a paper, a pencil, that's it, and a phone, okay? Uh, with a really short cord <laughs> in case things go wrong, right? And so anyway, he goes around and, and he's like, what do you, and he asks everybody, what do you need? What do you need? Uh, I'm an engineer, I build things, right? He hasn't built a thing in his life, right? And he gets to a place recommended by a friend through a friend, etc. And they're like, well, I mean, it's funny you're here because we, we really need a, a giant magnet uh, to move from like this equipment from this side of the factory to that side of the factory. And the Europeans, you know, they uh, they say they can't get it to us in time where we normally buy it. My dad's like, unbelievable. I make giant magnets. <laughs> he used to work for <laughs> Wiley Coyote. <laughs> exactly. So he's like, then he goes, oh, he's like, oh, how do I make giant magnets? Oh my goodness. Okay. And he figured it out, and that's how we got started. God, that's love crazy. him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, love a, I love a giant magnet. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? You put it on yeah. your fridge, you take the fridge anywhere you want. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I just want to speak, and then your dad, you mentioned athletics are triggered. I want to come back and ask you um, so, what'd you play? I played football. I was, a, I was a tight end at Boston College. Okay. And. I was pretty good in high school, but I was I was athletic and, and tall, and so. Yeah, you remind me of that Lebanese basketball player. Roni Cycli. That's it. There's a man who lives, well, he doesn't live there, but he works on the, on the corner. He sells food on the corner in my neighborhood, and every time I walk by, Roni Cycli. Ronnie Cycli. See, and I I'm laugh. not alone. It's, it's so funny. He's the greatest Lebanese athlete of all time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. low bar. But he played in the he played in the NBA for 12 years or, or something. He was yeah. incredible. He was in the NCAA championship game in 1987, and he was amazing. Syracuse, and I think. Syracuse, and and yeah. a real compliment because he was super handsome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a real good looking yeah. guy. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's where you have the unfair advantage. I started really low. <laughs> right. right. That's the that's the other thing. I joined show business and I'm a decent looking guy, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. 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 And amongst tall. comedians, I'm stunning. <laughs> that's true. I'm not saying anything about comedians or yeah, Lebanese. Not, I'm just saying. Not, not a good looking guy. Yeah. So uh, and look, Lebanese Turkish doesn't matter because we're a small minority in this country. So like I don't know any other Lebanese athlete period. I'm sure they right. exist. Right. But I remember when I was growing up, there was a tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers who was Turkish. Okay. And every Turkish person in the country know, oh, you know, to Jilkin, he plays for Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, we are good athletes. We have offensive tackle on Steelers. Oh. Dude, there's a lot of <laughs> Turkish professionals. You have Ennis Cantor in the NBA. Yeah. That's right. And we had yeah. Turkaloo. Yeah. yeah. No, Turkaloo we have a ton amazing. of it, yeah. it turns Why? out we're pretty yeah. decent at basketball. Yeah, love basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, no. I I went and looked it up because I still have a little bit of Turkish pride in me. You know, I'm sure. You know, I'm I grew up here, so I'm so like Steelers, Subs, America, love it, etc. Yeah. But there's still a little Turkish in me, right? Yeah, yeah. So I looked it up, and I think Turks are, if I remember correctly, the second biggest like country that has NBA players. Like outside oh, really? of America. Wow. Right. It might it's like America, obviously. Why? And then I forget it might be Germany is, is number two. 
Canada, Canada. Slovenia. Be, I, here's the thing: is like the yeah, Spain, Serbia. I don't know. It's one of those. Then Turkey. Then the rest. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's all recent. When I was growing wow. up, there was none of that. All there was was one goddamn tackle on the Steelers, <laughs> and that's it. Okay, where yeah. were my heroes? Yeah. So, um, did you like playing football? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, this guy. I, I, I loved basketball, but basketball scholarships are twelve per team, three a year, basically. Each college has, but. Football, there were 27 scholarships each each year for mm -hmm. incoming freshmen. So I just had a, a much better chance of getting into a good school and getting it paid for. So yeah. I, I I did this this American Life, you know that Ira Glass mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. NPR, and we we did a whole episode of my high school football career, which started the summer before my senior year of high school. These two coaches called me. The first day of summer vacation said, meet us at this gym. We're going to teach you how to play football and how to lift weights. That's crazy. And I had nothing else to do, basically. And I went, and they said, we're going to get you a scholarship. I said, well, that's crazy, but you're a lot more positive than my family. So I, I, <laughs> I, I enjoy your company. <laughs> Wait, had, where did they see you? Where did, they saw me in gym class. That's uh -huh. And who were they? Were they teachers? They were assistant football coaches. Assistant. Oh, just, huh, was it, yeah. So it wasn't the head coach being like, I no. want that guy. It no. was just them going like, listen, we guys, need a tight end. We, we, they, they, they must have liked me. I was a nice kid and, and they wanted to help me. I, I have this thing, I, I don't know what it is, where people want to help me. <laughs> Keep <laughs> it. Nice thing to have. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they... We met in a gym class because I could I could dunk easily because I was, but as far as I was not aggressive mm -hmm. under the boards or anything like that. I had a nice jump shot and I could dunk. And they said we're going to put you in pads and you're going to get a scholarship to football. So I trained with them for six weeks, put on like thirty pounds of of muscle. They would take me to breakfast. No, every no, day. this guy's got a couple of superpowers. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Superpowers <laughs> like oh, maybe. I read 122 books in like three days. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and, and so I trained for like six weeks and gained 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah, not Was a big it? deal though. Not a big deal. <laughs> Did it just right. like? Do you, are you one of those people just that, like if I start if you start working out, it just goes on, yeah. or is it At like 17. you start? Yeah. At 17, I At 17 ate everything, old. and I yeah. was 130 pounds. Wow, that's interesting. Well, I ate everything, and I was a <laughs> considerably more, but it, it didn't go to muscle. Yeah, so that's okay. So you put on the 30 pounds, then what yeah. happens? And then I played the season, and it went okay. I had a couple of good games, and, and what I didn't know, and another case where people helped me, was my coach sent video to a bunch of colleges, and then after Thanksgiving, these colleges came to my mom's house, sat me in the living room, and told me what a superstar I was, and and it was it was hard to resist, even though in my head I, I was thinking, you guys are really rubes because I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you. The the thing that a lot of tall guys in with with my mindset is that we are continually disappointing. Coaches, yeah, because That's they really they funny. expect us to be really dominant, and then we go out there with a little finesse and and passive, and then and then we frustrate them, and that's <laughs> and that's what happened in my my college football career. But the the it got me into a, a good school, and I did my best, but I wasn't. Did you? Very good. I, I mentioned this. Did you play all four? Did you continue? No, I played you, the first eighty nine and ninety, uh -huh. and then my therapist. Who I had to go to to get through the year because I was so miserable. He he said you should really you should quit the football team. 
Right. Yeah. He was the one that got you to stick with it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so. He said. He said, "Listen, this is not for you. This, this is not you." And yeah. Yeah. I think so, what was health. it about football that was particularly not for you? Like in that sense, like that made it worse for you? Well, these guys loved to hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of kind of yeah, the point. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I love to read. <laughs> No, no, that's true. That's true. I remember we would do these drills, and I would be thinking to myself, "Oh, can we just read?" So I have, I have a friend who is <laughs> you. When you know you're not right for football, can we yeah. just read? Yeah. No. I, so I have a friend. It's fascinating to talk to people who like have that you have a talent, obviously physical like yes. abilities. Yes. And I have a friend. I was very athletic. I could yeah. run fast and jump high. The numbers said this guy's going to be great, and there's no test for the. For the heart and the <laughs> the brain. competitive yeah. spirit. Yes, uh, but yes. The, the, you must have had like, and the coaches typically in high school, from my experience, are ones who are like, if I had your talent, oh my god, I would have, I'd be an NFL star because I have the fight. Right. My my co- <laughs> my coach actually was a was a decent ethical moral guy. Good. Who, who never put that on me. My football coach was was really a gentleman. My basketball coach clearly resented me. <laughs> he, was, he was about 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, and he clearly felt that if he had my size, he would, yeah, he would yeah. have been a, a great success. And, and he just he ridiculed me every opportunity he, he got. And yeah, yeah. So I, that I have a similar experience too. So I, I played football in high school, and I started playing football because I used to play soccer because I oh, came okay. from Turkey. Sure. So I'm playing soccer, yeah, so and my coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it turns out I didn't. No. No. <laughs> uh, and so my oh, what a bummer. My soccer coach pulled me aside and he said, "Son, here we have a sport called football. Yeah, that's the one you should play." <laughs> okay. He's like, you're tackling everyone on the field. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And, but that's not what we shot. do in yes. this yeah. sport, yes. right? But yes. there is another sport. You're going to love right. it. Oh, that's right. so funny. So, and he was right. I became Good a middle linebacker. Oh, wow. And yeah. I tackled everybody I could see. That's that, perfect. <laughs> okay. That is a tough position. Yeah. That is the leader of the defense. Yeah. 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 It um, makes sense. You do this, you do this. Now let's go do it. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, and this is, I had a, I had a great assistant defensive coach. I had a terrible head coach in a sense. So I'm still too polite to just say that he was a d- But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, then you did. It comes off bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't mind coming off that way okay. at all. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> so my defensive coach had me an outside linebacker, and I was so aggressive. That or as a friend of ours says, aggressive. Oh. So I'm so aggressive that and they just walk right around me. Like I'd go right towards the ball and they'd go right, right, right around right, me, right? Yeah. And so they put and then my coach instead of giving up on me, the defense coach, he's like, guy's really aggressive. Why don't I just put him in the middle to right. see what he does, right? Yes. And he flipped me to the middle linebacker, and then I'm tackling everybody on the field. He's like, right. yes. Yes, because they're a center right. to you. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then now I'm a heat seeking yeah. missile, right? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my but my head coach was like, I went to him and I'm like, hey, we're ranked in the country. Uh, I'm I'm all county honorable mention. Wow. Uh, okay, uh, honorable mention. But <laughs> anyway, I'm like I'd like to go to Columbia, and they haven't won in a decade. Right, literally. Right. So can I get a letter from you to for pay maybe a scholarship? Yeah. And he's like, no, really, no, absolutely not, no. Wow. I was like, holy cow, they haven't won in a decade. He's like, no, I still don't think you're good enough. And so I had the opposite of you. Like you had this wonderful coach's center, yes. you know. And he, he, I mean, he was a 
he taught Jim and he coached the team. It's not lucrative. And he took extra time to make VHS copies of my games and then mailed them to colleges. Yeah, I mean, my guy, amazing. he, he yeah, made the VHS copies and then it's burned them. <laughs> he threw right? them in a pile, like, smoking yeah. a cigar. All right, uh, for some portion of the audience, we gotta go. Love you guys, tyt.com slash June. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this awesome shirt. Uh, this brought to you by shoptyt.com, okay? And the Avengers Endgame Election 2020. Okay, and that's me and Anna and JR and some other folks. And Trump is Thanos. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com/slash join.